It's time for Vanish Chicagoland Stories, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanis. This is episode 198, season 8. Today's date is February 11, 2023, and welcome to the show. On today's program, I will talk about Musicland Record Stores and the Continental Bank in Chicago. So there are two; those are two very interesting topics. So it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, before I get started, here is a we're going to go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Cineburst Gum <laughs> and Miniburst Gum, of course. And this is a commercial from 1995. So sit back and enjoy, and I'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. There's a gum out there making some real noise. I like to be the one making the noise. Cinnaburst and Mintaburst gum. The taste is stimulating. Oh, yeah. Outrageous flavor crystals. Those flavor crystals frighten me. And a cool, crystally crunch. Cinnaburst crunches? Oh, yeah. Sounds unruly. One taste, and you'll know what all the noise is about. Cinnaburst and Mintaburst gum. Turn up the taste. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Cinnaburst gum, also Mintaburst. Uh, there was another uh, gum like that. It was called Fruita, Fruita Burst. Yeah, excuse me. Uh, they were in the, uh, those were on the market during the 90s. They didn't last very long. I remember consuming those <laughs> from the makers of Dentine. <laughs> so, you know, like most products, uh, it came and went, you know, pretty good like that. And, uh, you know, the 90s had uh, very interesting commercials, like Mentos. <laughs> okay, in the beginning of the program, uh, I said I was going to talk about Musicland Record Stores and the Continental Bank in Chicago. Before I get started, uh, I took a couple of things about me. Uh, the My... My doctor's nurse called yesterday and asked how I'm doing for my health. And I told her about the new medication that uh, I explained to her I'm having fatigue and I got the hot flashes. Uh, so, so far, the fatigue is subsided a somewhat a little bit. Uh, that's good. But I'm sleeping well and uh, the hot flashes eh, comes and goes. You know, and but you know, the first time uh, when was this about a couple few days ago? I went out for my first walk, uh, 
in a couple of months because it's been cold and it was beautiful. I walked around the block. Yeah, about three, two or three times. It felt good. It really felt good. And uh, it seems like a nice day today. I'm going to do the same. Uh, probably this afternoon. Get, get the get the blood flowing. You know, just get going and all that. So that's great. Uh, so the nurse suggested just take it easy. And uh, if you feel warm, don't wear heavy, don't wear like uh, a lot of layer of clothing. You know, you can wear a t-shirt like inside, you know, just for, nothing tight. You'll be okay. And uh, just eat well. I mean, I'm trying to diet, uh, not to overeat, but she says, no, just have three good meals. You, you got to keep your strength up. And I've been doing that. I'll still not eat snacks in between. You know, that's hard to avoid. And drink a lot of water, of course. But I'm sick of water. Oh, I'm so sick of water. You know, it's it's tough. Like that. And then, um, so uh, let's see what else. And she says, uh, if you have any problems, just give us a call. And I said, okay. You know, but so far I'm okay. You know, I've been on this new medication, Xtandy, for about, it'll be two months in about next week. So, like I said, many times before, I will go see my urologist in April. See if the PSA falls, falls, and I'll see my regular doctor in March. Yeah, do some blood work. Oh, I hope and pray. And you know, I just noticed uh, there was a basketball, no, not a basketball player, a football player. Uh, he played for Ohio. I forgot his name. And he got the disease about a couple of months before me. And... Uh, he went through the same procedure, but I think his his was spread rapidly, like that. You know, he had he had the prostate removed, like that, and he just died uh, this week. And he was forty eight years old and so young. Oh, that was heartbreaking, and I'm very frightened myself. So I I don't know the whole details of uh, his treatments. You know, was he on medication? I know he had his, like I said before, he had his prostate removed, and he said he was in remission, but then it came back, and it was very aggressive. So uh, I I think he didn't have the medications, uh, what we have now, back then. Well, I think they did, but I don't, I really don't know. It's very sad. Okay. So uh, my condolences to his family. All right, now, so we're going to get started with the show. And not, right now, I'm going to talk about uh, musical and rec- Oh, before, I'm sorry. Before I get started again, <laughs> uh, episode 200 is coming up. And uh, so I have one more episode before we hit the uh, Van Chicago Land Stories, uh, the podcast. It's their miles. It'll be a milestone episode. So... I thought about what I'm going to do. I'm not going to say it now. Uh, probably maybe next episode. So it'll be a big one. Something very, very, very Chicago related and very uh, something that a lot of people have loved in the past. Right, so, uh, so I'll mention it, like I said, uh, next the next episode. So I'll, work, I'll do a lot of work on that. It'll be a lot of fun. So it'd be great. And uh, so just tune in. (laughs) Also, uh, if you have any suggestions, please comment. Uh, 
wherever this podcast is available, you know, or published. Uh, you could do it on my Facebook account, Twitter account. I, I'll mention it. So, uh, you know, I mentioned that the 200th episode is coming up. And we'll see. It'll be kind of fun. All right, now we'll get started. Uh, I apologize, everyone. Uh, I'm going to talk about Musicland Record Stores. Uh, this was one of my favorite places uh, growing up. And so I'll give you a little history of that and my memories of this place. So here we go. Uh, the Musicland uh, music, uh, Record Store was, uh, was formed, it was by a company called the Musicland Group Incorporated. And it not only ran just Musicland, it ran the Sam Goody Discount Records and Suncoast uh, Motion Pictures. We did a podcast about them. Uh, on cue and the Media Play Super Chains. I don't remember that. I don't. I think uh, the last two. I don't think they were in Chicago. Uh, not that I know of. And. Uh, so they, their headquarters, the headquarters, excuse me, was in uh, Minnetonka, Minnesota. So it wasn't here. It was in Minnesota. And the first store opened in Minneapolis in 1955 by a man. His name was Grover Cleveland Sayer II. <laughs> Sounds like Thurston Hall III, you know, from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> this is funny. And then, um, then it just branched out, and uh, and then now it's and then it popped all over the place, uh, all over Chicago and other cities and all over the country. And then uh, they purchased the Sam Goody chain. I don't know when uh, that chain goes back earlier than that, and it was. Uh, located elsewhere and then uh so sam goody remained after musicland left so uh musicland in 1997 they all turned into sam goody i'll get to that in a moment what the store consisted uh at first in the 70s uh they had records you know vinyl records eight tracks A-track, you know, uh, A-tracks, cassettes, you know, also record uh, equipment and also car radios and car speakers, according to some ads I saw on the Chicago Tribune. They probably had radios, like, and then then the 80s came and then it boomed like that. And then... uh, so most of the lo- uh, locations uh, for Musicland were located at the shopping malls, like that. So um, I will tell you the the locations in Chicago where Musicland were. Before I do that, uh, I'm going to play you a commercial for Musicland, and here's, this commercial is from the 1980s, probably mid. I'm not sure exactly. Probably early 80s, maybe mid 80s or something like that. So you would uh, remember. So sit back and enjoy a uh, vintage 1980s commercial for Musicland. Thank you, everyone. We 
you've got your music at Musicland. Pick up the latest hit releases from Power Station, Go West, Dan Fogelberg, Rick Springfield, Kenny Rogers, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and Brian Adams. Just $5.99 each, Cassetta LP. We bring entertainment to life. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial. Uh, the 80s, what a wonderful time. <laughs> uh, you heard the slogan uh, for Musicland, we bring entertainment to life. That's the one that stuck out the most for me and most people. They had two other jingles. One was everything on music should be and we got what's hot. Uh, there are a lot of there are a few commercials on YouTube. You can uh, help yourself and log in, do a search, and uh, just sit back and enjoy. You'll love it. Okay, so I'm going to tell you the uh, locations of the at the time where uh, Musicland was located in the Chicagoland area. So here we go. Uh, in Aurora, there were two locations. It was at a Fox Valley Center and also Northgate Shopping Center. Also at Calumet City at River Oak Shopping Center. And on the north side, there was Addison Mall and the Brickyard Mall. Also, there was a place called Chicago Place. I don't know where that was. I don't know where that was. Hmm. I don't know. And, of course, Fort City, near my old neighborhood. Oh, I used to go there a lot uh, because I, my favorite thing in the whole, whole wide world to do was browse through a bookstore or a record store. I could spend hours just looking, standing, and thumbing through the albums and the CDs and all of that. And also, you know, at a bookstore, you look through books. It's very relaxing. I still do that from time to time when I go to Barnes and Nobles. That's the only major bookstore that's there. Uh, there's also Barbara's bookstore. Uh, I just found out it opened in Orleans Square, so maybe someday I'll go over there. Yeah, so at Fort City, it was there. I don't know when it opened. I think in the early 80s, and then it closed, I don't know. At the end of that decade, I imagine, and then uh, I remember because then Peaches opened, so maybe they were there at the same time. You know, Peaches Records and Tapes. I don't know. Also, there was the downtown uh, location at sixty-one East Randolph. Uh, this I have a photo of that, and I posted that uh, a while back, and that's kind of cool. Also, another location downtown was at Watertown Place, which I did not know. I don't know what floor it was. Also, it was at Chicago Ridge Mall near me. I do remember that. I, I sort of remember that. Also, it was in Crystal Lake, at Crystal Point Mall, also Evergreen Park at uh, the Evergreen Plaza, also the Forest Park Plata Mall in Forest Park, Illinois, Gurney Mills in Gurney. Uh, the Lewis Joliet Mall in Joliet, also Yorktown Shopping Center in Lombard, also at Lincoln Mall in Madison, that's been closed for a while, also at Golf Mill Shopping Center in Niles, also Northbrook Court in Northbrook, also North Riverside Park Shopping Center, of course in North Riverside, Oakbrook Center in Oakbrook, also in Orleans Square. Uh, they, according to the ad, this is from 1994, 
They had two locations, which I didn't know that. Also in Schauburg and Woodfield. Also at Vernon Hills and Hawthorne Center. Also at Villa Park at the North Park Mall. Also at Spring Hill Mall in West Dundee. Also at Wheaton, at Wheaton Town Square. Okay. Like that. And uh, there was also one in Evanston at uh, 1701 Sherman Avenue. And also at... Uh, in Norwich, uh, Harlem Avenue and Forest Preserve Drive, right near, uh, what's that, Harlem and Irving Plaza. Yeah, so that's interesting. So, uh, they, you know, there was the boom of the 80s. Not only at that time, did not uh, they did not just have music. They brought uh, laser discs, remember that, uh, books, toys, games, you know, video games like Atari. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. I remember that. So, uh, each uh, store had, uh, they had like sections. They had a bookstore, a movie store, a music store, a video game store, all in one roof like that. So that was, that's kind of cool. Like that. And then, uh. So that was like the media play concept. That was another story. I don't remember seeing that. No, not really. I don't know. And as time went on, uh, Best Buy arrived, and then they bought the Musicland Group in Corby in 2001. And uh, so they wanted to – but then they changed it to – but then it was uh, – like I said before, it was Sam Goody, and they bought all that. So I remember the one Sam Goody store I remember was in Orange Square. I did that. So, you know, sometimes when a company uh, acquires uh, another company, a lot of employees are very unhappy. I can understand that. So that's uh, that's terrible. So and, it, and then it just disappeared. It was it was gone, but a lot of people remembered the Musicland very well in their youth. <laughs> so, as a teenager or in your t early twenties, for me, it was a lot of fun. So, I I miss going to record stores. Uh, the biggest one right now is Rolling Stone, which is up on the north side. I've been there in a long, long time. I'd like to go there one day, but there are there are others around, like uh, Beverly Records on the south side. I haven't been there in a long time, too. I like to browse. I just love it. I really do. Okay. Next up, we have Continental Bank. Ah, this was a good bank. It's also one of the most infamous banks. So I'll give you a little history of that and uh, a couple memories of it. So uh, the bank was founded in 1910 in Chicago, Illinois. And... Uh, it was called the kind of, uh, so in 1910, they were merged with uh, two banks. One was, uh, let's see what it's called, the Commercial National Bank and the Continental National Bank, which was founded in 1883. And then they merged in 1910. And then in 1932, they was changed to the Continental Illinois National Bank and Trust Company, you know, the full name. That was located at 231 South LaSalle Street in Chicago. It's a beautiful building. Oh, it's a gorgeous building. 
like that. And uh, a lot of people in Chicago remember the commercials, and uh, they had their accounts there as well. Also, it's famous for its uh, mascot, which were uh, was a kangaroo. And uh, let's see, the kangaroo. This is, here's an interesting uh, history about that. The kangaroo uh, was introduced around probably the 1972, early 70s, like that. So it was Connie Kangaroo, I think that was her name. And Joey was uh, her baby that was in the pouch, like that. Okay. And uh, so the slogan was, for Continental Bank, was, it's the big bank with the little bank inside. <laughs> and they were mascots for a long, long time, as long as I remembered. And uh, let's see, they were like uh, dolls, sold puppets, ba you know, uh, plastic bags or something. There was a coloring book. So if you went in to open an account or you transfer your account to a, a better account to get more interest, you receive these gifts like that. And uh, so they're also puppets, I believe. I think I said that. And uh, they were very, they were well known. It was like the Hubert the Lion from Harris Bank. You know, maybe they were competing at the time like that. And uh, also, the slogan was at Continental Bank. It would go, "We'll find a way." It goes like that. That was our. There was their slogan. That was most memorable of that. So right now, I'm going to play a commercial for the Continental Bank, and this is from 1978, and it's courtesy of the Museum of Classic Television. Uh, it's Fuzzy TV by Rick Klein. So thank you, Rick, and Fuzzy TV. So uh, sit back and enjoy, and this jingle will take you back to a nice time. <laughs> and when I come back, I'll talk a little bit more about uh, what happened to the Continental Bank. Okay? Thank you, everyone. Guy from Continental Bank walks in, says he needs some signs. Did he ever? These will show folks they can cash Continental personal checks at hundreds of locations all over Chicago and suburbs. This bunch for Continental's 24-hour downtown automatic banking centers. You know, Continental's found a way so you'll never be more than a few minutes away from your money. Or, or my signs. At Continental Bank, we'll find a way. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Continental Bank. I remember a couple commercials where... Uh, Connie Kangaroo and Joey were animated. You know, I remember they were hopping around. That, that's a memory of that. Also, another commercial where there was a guy, he was a soda jerk. You know, he served ice cream at an ice cream parlor. You know, and he, you know, and he uh, made a big, a huge hot fudge sundae or a banana split, and he put it on the, on the counter. When my father was alive and he saw that, he made fun of him. That's what... <laughs> so, uh, you know, the... I wish there were more, but I only found one on YouTube. You know, I didn't find it anymore. Uh, maybe I didn't do a thorough search. Well, we'll see. 
Uh, as for a, a memory of Continental Bank for myself, uh, just one really. Um, I was at school at DeVry, and this was during, uh, yeah, this is during uh, like a year before I was going to graduate, like 1984 and I, or 85 or something like that. Uh, my father knew a lady or, you know, someone that worked at the bank and she, they were trying to get a job for me. You know, I was into computer programming or something like that. So I went down to the bank on LaSalle Street. And we met, and she worked in, uh, I don't, I forgot where she worked at the bank, uh, maybe human resources. And I, she was very nice. And I explained what I'm doing, uh, you know, I'm going, I'm going to school at DeFry. This is what I'm majoring in. I'm not, I'll be graduating soon. And she says, okay, so uh, let me know. And, you know, maybe I'll try to help you out with. I said, okay. But then, um, the scandal came like that. So in 1984, this was in May, I became insolvent. You know, like uh, there was a run in the bank. And it was bad. It was in part about uh, some bad loans from some other uh, banks like that. So that was awful. And uh, there was some uh, guy, his name was... Uh, John Little, Lytle, he was an executive at the, at the, he was one of the leading officers of the bank, and he got, he received kickbacks, so that was, that was so scandalous, very scandalous, so there was a substantial run at the bank's deposits, and once, so a lot of people were panicky, and they went over there and, you know, went down to the bank and person to uh, withdraw their money like that. So that's a shame like that. And uh, that tarnished its bank's reputation for a long time. And then uh, they reopened it and then it became not, uh, just Continental Bank. That like the, uh, there was another name for that. I can't think of it. Like that. It was called like Continental Illinois. Or, or Continental Illinois National Bank, but now it's Continental Bank. But I think it was always called like that. So it was seized by the FDIC. So uh, I think everyone was fine. I think the customers were okay like that. Then, um, let's see what else. And then, yeah, so they were named, uh, Continental Illinois was renamed Continental Bank, and it continued to exist you know, and then uh, in 1994, it was acquired by Bank of America, and it's still there to this day. Uh, I went downtown maybe a few years ago, and I passed by it, and uh, the building's still beautiful. I, I wish I went inside because it, I remember the architecture is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it's it's lovely like that. So at least it's not uh, uh, it's not abandoned, thank God, like that. So uh, because uh, Bank of America purchased LaSalle Bank, which was before Tomlin Bank. Talk about that someday. Another podcast episode. So uh, then Continental Bank just disappeared. It was gone. Uh, maybe it was for the best because... Uh, 
It was too, uh, I don't know. Maybe it brings back bad memories for some people. <laughs> like that. Yeah, but I had, uh, but the fun part of this bank was uh, commercials, you know, and uh, that was during the 70s. Also, uh, the other gifts they sold were uh, collector plates. If you remember, if a lot of people from the 70s remember that, and they were uh, hand painted by uh, a known artist. His, his name was Franklin McMahon. I think that's what his name was. And uh, you would collect, if you open an account, you would collect these plates. You can find these on eBay. That's no problem. You can find those, and they look very nice. You know, I remember those, and I remember the commercials. And that started about probably in the early 70s, like that. And uh, they so they cost, uh, but you had to pay for those too. They were not free. No, they were not at all. So that's good. You know, they might be collector's items. I don't know how well-known uh, Frank McMahon was as a well-known artist. You know, he wasn't like up to the, you know, up to that uh, level as a famous artist like Van Gogh or Rembrandt or uh, Whistler. I don't think so. I probably not. So, so there's like I said, you can find them on uh, eBay if you like them. You know, to be uh, nostalgic, like that. Okay. So that's the story of uh, Continental Bank. All right, everyone. That'll be all for today. Uh, do a recap of what I discussed. I talked about Musicland Record Stores and also the Continental Bank in Chicago. I will do another podcast episode, probably Valentine's Day, which is Tuesday. Oh, this will be fun. Uh, I'll think of something. I have an idea. And then uh, episode 200 will probably be next weekend. So uh, once I publish this uh, podcast, I will mention uh, if you have any suggestions to do a two, a two, the 200th episode, which will be a milestone. Milestone, that is. Excuse me. We'll see. But I have one in mind, so I'll probably go with that. But you never know. We'll see about that. Okay, this is Pika Steinis, your host for Van Chicago Land. Stories the podcast. Uh, this podcast will be available whenever podcasts uh, are. Like, for example, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Also, there'll be this will be posted on my YouTube channel. Van Chicago Land Stories, and also on my blog, VanChicagoLand.blog. And it'll be posted on my social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Reddit, uh, Mesodon. Help yourself. Okay. So uh, everyone have a great weekend. It's Super Bowl weekend. Uh, you enjoyed the game. Uh, I'll see what I'm going to do. I'm not a football fan, but, you know, the best part – to me, the best part of the game is eating. <laughs> I have some dip. Because <laughs> I love dip like that. So uh, thank you for joining me. And everyone have a great weekend. And I'll see you talk to you soon. So here's Ray Rayner with a little traveling music saying bye, bye, bye. So here's bye-bye uh, from me. Take care, everyone. So long. We have to go. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs>